It's the Educated Ignorance Podcast here on the For Frequency Sake QC Podcast Network. It's NBA Day. It's Blake. We're in the game room. Game will be discussed. All NBA. NBA awards. Debates. Fun stuff. We might piss on the Lakers' grave a bit. We got some interesting best-case, worst-case scenarios we're going to play. All that next. Buckle up. This is going to be a ride, folks. Let's get it on. podcast here on the ffsqc podcast network we are going to get right into it with blake brother what is up my guy oh you know nothing much just chilling relaxing ready to talk some good old b-ball we've been uh cramping our brains for the last about 20 minutes finalizing all of our lists the ballots the ballot boxes have been closed they are sealed. The, the 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 draft pick is in. Uh, I feel like this is what NBA NFL teams go through on draft night when they're on the clock and they don't really know. They're like calling teams. Oh no no no! That's the thing. If I was if I was at a if I was a GM of an NFL football team, my decisions would be easy. Yeah. Very simple. There would be no discussion, no nothing. Yeah. Yep. Why is that? Do you want to elaborate? Like, why? Because why would you be stubborn about it? You I wouldn't want, be stubborn. I wouldn't you don't want stubborn. to discuss. I guess you have all of this time from you have from the end of the season. You have all the training camps. You have all the workout or not. The, you have all the combines. You have the workouts. If you don't know right when you, you're telling me that you, if you have the number one pick. You have all this time to decide. <laughs> There's no reason for you to take the full five minutes to pick, to pick your pick. Well, in the NFL, it's like. Eight minutes, isn't it? It's longer than five minutes. I don't need eight minutes to know who I want to draft. Sometimes, uh, you know, late trade calls, you know? Late call, they're they calling that in, man. They also got sponsorships to sell, so that's why they take the entire time. I don't need the entire time. We don't have that here, though, so let's get to it. Uh, real quick, um, <laughs> before we get into this all NBA award stuff, is it in bad taste to even dance on the Lakers' grave at this point? No, we all knew it was happening. It's Russell Westbrook's fault, though. I saw this guy post on uh, post on Facebook today, and he said the reason the Lakers sucked: number one, Russell Westbrook, and number two, Frank Vogel. And it took a lot out of me not to comment. What would your response be? Give me, give me, give me five reasons why it's Russell Westbrook's fault over Frank Vogel's. Go ahead, seriously, give me five reasons why he's no, is so why why it's his fault that they're under five hundred. I wouldn't put him number one, but he's on the list. He wasn't good. He was really bad this year. Is he on the list? Yes. Is he number one? Probably not. No, not at all. Number one is their awful roster. He's been their best player the last month and a half. Two months? No. LeBron. LeBron hasn't played much. He, don't, he didn't miss games until just this last weekend. 
Well, so Rasburg's been well, averaging 20, was... we've been averaging 25, 7, and 7 well, on, like, 50% shooting. The problem, it, for how long? For, like, the last look? two months. The problem with Russ, there's just a thousand. All right, so here's the thing. I we're, We do this argument. It's okay. Listen, it's fine. People hate Russ. It's okay. If you do the argument with Blake, it's impossible no, to no, win no, because no, he's no, a stand. No, no, which no, is I'm fine. Even, no, 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 no. I had never once said Russell Westbrook was good this year, but people sitting here saying it's his fault. It's LeBron's fault. LeBron has sucked. LeBron built this team. How how is it Russell's fault? We knew that Russell Westbrook going into new teams every year sucks the first half of the season every year, and how can you build a team like that? That doesn't have any shooting, and then people get mad at him when he shoots. Nobody on the team can shoot. I'm sorry. No, the number one issue with this roster is their roster construct, or with this team is their roster construction. And it's not his fault. They're, they should have never made the Russell Westbrook trade to begin with. I don't know why they did it. Uh, it should have never happened. All these assets that they've given up over the last half day, or over the last eight years now to get to this point. And it was for one championship, which your fans didn't even get to celebrate. You had no parade. It was in a bubble in October. And the world didn't really give a shit because the night they won the championship, people were all watching a Seahawks game on Sunday Night Football instead of them. Like, at the end of the day, has this been a failure for the Lakers with Le in the LeBron era? I guess you can say no because they won a championship. But all of the assets that they have burned through, all of the future Potential that Brandon they have. Egram, Josh Hart, Kyle Kuzma, Alonzo Ball, Alex Caruso, Alex Caruso, just all of these guys, all of these future draft picks for a team, and even if like a team that has whip missed on guy, like, and now you're gonna have to give up even more future assets just to offload Russell Westbrook. Exactly, because nobody in the league wants him on their team with that contract. No, unless you're a team that's playing for nothing, but. Most of those teams wouldn't want him on the team because he would screw up the dynamic. I mean, I, I, I will tell you this. I think he goes back to the Thunder, but that's because they'll attach a first. I don't know, man. If you're a th the Thunder can eat the contract. Blake, you're a Thunder fan. Absolutely. Other than being a fan of Westbrook, why on earth would you want him on your team? But that's the thing. Like, why on earth have we ever – why would on earth did we ever want Kemba? Why on earth? They've offloaded him, though, exactly. right away. So you're thinking they would take Russell to offload him right away for nothing. Absolutely. Or buy him out or something. Absolutely. Okay, because if you, the la you as a Thunder what, fan. What does Sam Presti love? You're, okay, listen, what I'm just he saying. Love? He wants draft picks. Imagine Here's Russell thing, Westbrook the, coming with a first and a second, the, and you can buy him out because you have the money to buy him out. Okay, I'm just saying. If you are you are a Thunder fan, he, and no, I know he, Russ not, is your favorite player not, ever. You're not trading for him to play. The no, last no, no. thing you should want is Russell Westbrook starting games, playing no, games for no, no, the Thunder next no, no, year. No, 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 you didn't let me finish. He's not playing a single game. We're about to have a fight. <laughs> no, no, no. You have Shane, Josh Giddy. He's not playing. You take him on because you have enough money to, to buy him out. To send him to Siberia by buying him out. You can buy him out. You'll get your picks that you want. We're the only team. We're one of the only teams in the league that can afford him. And be able to buy him and out and still have the lucrative money have, to do it. Exactly. Yeah. We're the, one of the only teams. And you act like the Thunder aren't going to go on to free agency next year and sign a bunch of people. We're the <laughs> only team that's going to have the money to do it. Una, we're, I'm interested to see what those their next steps are, but... Yeah, the Russ thing. Look, is it is he the reason they suck? No. Is he one of the reasons that they were they were a train wreck? 
yeah, he wasn't good. There was a stretch of the games this year where he played really, really bad. His game has obviously deteriorated from what it once was. He doesn't have the burst that he used to have. He's never been a guy that was good at actually look he's got the athleticism and he can score around the rim as a guard which is a great which is all-time great for what he does but he's never been super efficient at it so you lose the athleticism that he lost it's only going to get worse which it did this season the turnovers have never been good it's gotten worse this season but he's not the main reason that they've been bad they've been bad because ad got hurt their roster construction was horrible and Everything that they have done that worked in 2020 has they went against all of it, and that's why they are where they are. But I don't want to waste my breath talking about that horrific organization. Let's get into it and talk about our all-NBA teams. So what we're going to do, we have all three all-NBA teams. We have our MVP discussion and the Defensive Player of the Year, Most Improved Rookie of the Year. So we got all the awards here, basically, is what we've got. Um, and... Let me just ask you, what was the hardest to to put together here? What award was the hardest? What part of the All NBA team structure was the hardest to to find? My detail? hardest decision was the most improved player. I'd say that's the one I struggled with the most. I knew who I wanted on my All NBA teams. It's just where I wanted. To yeah, put where them. you want to put them, right? Yeah, but most improved was by far the hardest because there are so many players that improved this season that deserved the award, it was just hard to pick one. All right, so the biggest debate here when we rattle off our All-NBA teams is going to be who, like, do you kind of disregard the positions? I'm just going to spoil it for everybody. You did, you did, I did not, and here is why. For a historical context... It has never been you put as many guys on there as you want. And the biggest issue is centers, right? Because you think of all the historic MVP races that have been center-driven. They've never all made first team. So the biggest thing is now, why should they be allowed to now? So you think of the years with, like, um, the, the couple of the, uh, the biggest ones really was, like, David Robinson and Akeem. Both of those guys never made for both of those players never made first team. You know, historic context with all these players, same position and whatnot, never got put on the all. They never historically they got put on the same yeah, all NBA team. I, I get it. Wilt, Bill Russell, things like that. So, my reason for it is nowadays it's positionless basketball. I mean, yeah, because I mean, like Jokic is basically their point guard, literally. But like, I'm not going to put him as a you point can't guard, put him as a I guard. Yeah. That. But I, I should be able to put them, you know, DeMar DeRozan played power forward for 95% of the games this year. Is he a power forward? We all know he's not. Is he a forward? Yes, but he's not a power forward. Well, I don't think for that it's not specifically power forward. It's guard, guard, forward, forward, center. That's what I did. And that's what the All-NBA team is. So I did guard, guard, forward, forward, center. Um, I'm interested to see how we have people in these slots because there's a lot of different things. This has changed so much. I feel like we're going to do this, and it's going to be so different. 
there's five games days left of the season, and there's still so many things. Or Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah, there's five days. We're recording this Wednesday night. We're going to drop this tomorrow, Thursday morning. There's still five days as of now left in the regular season, and there's so many things that can change. Real quick, before we do this, this will obviously lead into the All-NBA. Let's do the MVP discussion. I think there has been... We have we definitely have different MVPs, I can tell you that. Yeah, I do. Um there it's been a roller coaster of a season for the MVP. I mean, Blake, kinda help me out here if I'm if I kinda waver off anything. So you have the start of the year where Golden State starts off hot and it was Steph. Then you have the Kind of after that, the Nets were playing well. They hit a streak, remember, right before Durant got hurt where they were the number one team in the East, so Durant was in the MVP conversation. Then there was that, like, two-week stretch from uh, Christmas through – or that, like, seven-day stretch from Christmas through New Year's where DeMar DeRozan was great and he had back-to-back game winners and he was the MVP of the league. Then after that, it was fully Jokic versus Embiid. Embiid had this great season – Jokic trying to go back-to-back, and there's a historical context that it all depends on what you, how you really perceive the MVP award and how you perceive these guys as players in a historical frame for Jokic as a back-to-back MVP and why maybe he should or shouldn't be, and we'll get to that in a moment as well. But through the Joel and... uh. Joel and Jokic stuff in between in the middle of that there was about a 45 day run where the Grizzlies were white fucking hot and John Morant was God and he was the MVP of the league then Ja got hurt and it was once again uh, it was once again uh, Jokic and Embiid then the Celtics since January 1st have been the best team in the league Tatum sprinkled in some MVP stuff definitely budging his way onto the first team all NBA then Luka with how good the Net Mavs have been playing. Obviously with the still overhaul of Jokic versus Embiid. And now this last two weeks where Giannis has been ridiculous. And then once you just sit down and you're like, wait a minute, this is the best guy in the league. And he's playing at a ridiculous level, averaging almost 30 points, 12 rebounds, 6 assists. Yeah, and he's the best defensive player alive. The only answer to that would be yes, he should be the MVP of the league. It's not how it works anymore. It's it's not, but there was about a three-game stretch where he was, and then it was with all three of them together. Right now, we're at the point where it can change so much over the last few days. Blake, I don't know if I missed anything or not, but this no, has been the most right on the money there. roller coaster MVP season we've ever had. Oh, yeah. No, you were right on the money there. It's been six different people that have been – this year's MVP, but now it's pretty much a two-horse race. It felt like Giannis, so it definitely felt like there was about a three-day stretch where Giannis seized the hold. It was, you think of the, from Tuesday through Thursday last week, that game against Philly, where he has 40-14-6, or 40-12-6, and and he missed like four shots, and he had the game-winning block on Embiid at the gun. And then the next night, or the next game in Brooklyn, uh, 44 overtime win, step back three at the gun to send it to OT, hits the two free throws to win it at the end of, at the end of overtime. 
became the Bucks' all-time leading scorer in that game. That was like a two-day stretch where, or a three-day stretch where it felt like, yeah, he's number one in the MVP race. But then after that, they sit everybody against the Clippers the next night on the second half of back-to-back after the Brooklyn game. Then Sunday they played the Mavs. Giannis was okay. Wasn't great. Luca was be- Luca was the best player in that game. The Mavs beat him, and it felt like Luca, like Giannis, had a chance to seize it, and it slipped out of his hands. And now, this last few games, Jokic is obviously still putting up gaudy numbers, but Embiid has been ridiculous, ridiculous. Forty points in multiple games in a row. He had forty-five, I believe, last night against Indiana. So now I think it's pretty much down to 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 Joker and Joel. The question is who? Blake, what was your factoring decision in who it was? How many times, how tough was this decision for you and who you think MVP should be? And who do you have? Um, During the year, I mean, it was a, a roller coaster ride of what uh, feelings. Um, you know, I really thought if the you know, if the Bulls stayed true and stayed in number one seed, DeMar had a really good chance. Um, I thought Ja had a really good chance until he got hurt. Um, there is, you know, there was that Chris Paul run for a while where he was, you know, 18 and 17 every single night. I was like, okay, he has a chance. You know, Steve Nash has done it, you know, um, but now, towards the last half of the year, it's pretty much been Embiid and Jokic, and I've always stayed true to the guy that I think is going to win, and I think he has. I think he still should win. Do I think he's going to? That is a different story. Yeah, I want who you who you would pick. I I would pick Nikola Jokic. Okay, and my reasons have been the same all year. They've been plummeted with injuries, but he's still out here. His last two games, he had 38, 19, and 7 in the game. After that, he had 40, 42, 17, and 8 on you know effective shooting. And I know you, Embiid has been going off, but right now they're going off because they're fighting for the MVP. Seems like it, right? It, seems it like definitely it, yeah. seems that way. And I think, I mean... Jokic won last year when he had somewhat of a healthy team. This year, he doesn't have anybody. I mean, really, his second best player is what Aaron Gordon. Yeah, I'd his say. second, his second and third best player are both out for the year. Are both out right for now. the year, and just this. I mean, we could. I we should. I want to see if we can pull up like the last seven game stretches for both players because they have been immaculate. So we want game logs for. I'll do Jokic if you want to do your boy. Okay. All right. So, Joel Embiid. Game I have his last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I have Jokic's last ten. Okay. I'm pretty sure I'll have Embiid's last. I have Embiid's last forever. Okay. I just need his last ten. Okay. So, three, so four, go. five, six, seven, so eight, nine, ten. So, my latest one is March 18th. Mine is March 18th as well. Okay, what was his stat line? 32, 8, and 4 with 5 steals on 11 to 20 shooting. Okay, I don't I don't have all of that. I have okay. shooting numbers. March 18th, Jokic, 32, 10, and 8. Okay. Okay, March 20th is my next one. 
Mine as well, March 20th. What did he have? Embiid, bad night against the Raptors. They lost 93-88. 21 points on 6 of 20 shooting. 9 of 11 from bad the of 13 not, rebounds. Bad night for Jokic. 23 on 8 of 23, 8 and 4. <laughs> this is going to be interesting. March 22nd is my next one. All right. Uh, I, I'm thinking, I'm pretty sure Embiid had a back-to-back. Yeah, no, he had a 20. He was on the 23rd. Okay, year. I'll do the 22nd then. Yeah. I had 30, 14, and 7. Okay, 13, 23rd against the Lakers. Uh, with no AD, no LeBron, he had 30, 10, and 3 with three blocks and three steals, 11 and 19 from the floor, 8 to 12 from the line. March 24th, I Jokic played 30 minutes, went 9 of 10 from the field, had 28, 6, and 6 because they blew out the Phoenix Suns. 25th, he had they played the Clippers. They also blew the Clippers out. He played 28 minutes, 27, 10, 2, and 2. This, this has been an adventure. <laughs> this, been, this is an okay. adventure. March twenty sixth, I have he has thirty five, twelve and eight on on thirteen and fifteen. So March twenty seventh, they beat they lose to the Suns by ten, but Jokic is amazing. Or excuse me, but Embiid's amazing. He shot fourteen to twenty seven, but he had thirty seven and fifteen with three steals and two blocks, uh eight eight to twelve from the line in a game nowhere nobody else pulled weight that night. And uh, that was his. That was his game against the Suns. March twenty eighth, Jokic had twenty six, nineteen, and eleven on nine of sixteen shooting. Twenty ninth against. We talked about this game. The one eighteen, one sixteen loss to the to the Bucks. He finished with twenty nine, fourteen, and seven on eleven to twenty one, and he had a chance to win the game. He caught, I believe, Harden shot a three and he missed it, and beat. Tried to tip it back in at the gun, but Giannis blocked mm-hmm. it. And now this is two. now this is where we get juicy, sir. Yeah, March thirtieth. <laughs> March thirtieth, guys. March thirtieth. Jokic had thirty-seven, thirteen, and ten on fifteen of nineteen shooting. So Embiid counters on the thirty-first against Detroit in a loss, an inexplicable loss for them. This is last week when I, or like right before last week when I said. I'm out. I'm out on the Sixers, and I kind of might be back in, but I don't know. They have – it's weird. It's a weird thing with them. 37-15. 37-15 for him. The only guy that shows up against the, the Pistons, Harden's horrific. Rivers calls out Harden in the postgame that night, and he, he went 11-19 and from the floor, 14-16 from the line. April 1st, Jokic had 40-19-8. Okay. He definitely – On 14-21. of 21. He, like, Who were they, who they beat that night? Uh, Who they play? They played Minnesota. Minnesota. Yep, I remember that. Uh, April 2nd. This is a non-gaudy line from him. Thir- 29, 14, and 6, but he was 12 of 16 from the, from the field against April the Hornets. April 3rd against the Lakers, he had 40, 18, and 6 that, on 15 of 22. That was last Sunday. Second half of back-to-back here for the Sixers against Cleveland on Sunday. 38 minutes, 12 of 26 from the lo- field, but 17 of 20 from the line. 44 17 five blocks and then April 5th 41 17 and 5 on 18 of 30 shooting in a loss against the Spurs in a loss against the Spurs and last night in Indiana a win for Embiid 18 of 30 45 and 13 it's what the the, the numbers you, they've been putting you, up are crazy you debate your child it does, <laughs> like it is it like you cannot be wrong there is not there is not a right or wrong answer, and that's why I just wanted to pull it up just so people who had a reference like these two guys have been like how even were they for like the first like all ten they yeah. were so even like they both had bad nights on the same nights they had good games on the like it is mm-hmm. it's it's so close and like the reason I th- 
the reason I would pick Jokic is because of where they are and what they've done without everybody. But I th- I think Embiid will probably get it because they hate giving back-to-back MVPs. So here's the thing that about is, the- That is my one fight. Here's the thing with the back-to-back MVP, and it's why The I, only person who did it was not, Steve Nash, and that's because Kobe was a rapist at the time. So Tough. It should not be... This isn't... I, I'm lying. This is not why I have... I have Embiid. Which is fine. It's That's 100%. I was almost going to say this is why, and it's not why. So there's a historical context. Only 11 players ever have won back-to-back MVPs. It's 10... And if you put those 11 guys in a room... It's 10 of the greatest 20 players, 14 players Steve ever. Nash. And Steve Nash. I, I actually I actually saw this. I actually mm-hmm. saw this on a podcast. And then some guy was like, why does Jokic deserve to be in there? Well, I mean, Jokic already, I would. Jokic on an all-time level is above Nash, I would probably say. Abs- I mean, he's only 26. I mean, absolutely. I, I mean. But He's, Jokic, I don't know. I don't think you can put Jokic. Like, Jokic didn't. I mean, granted, Embiid didn't either. But, like, you can't. I don't think Jokic is on the. Like, the back-to-back MVP thing, again, it's 10 of the 11 guys are 10 of the best, literally, players in the history of the sport. I understand. I don't think that should be your only reason if you don't pick Jokic, though. If that's your reasoning for not picking Jokic, then I feel like you have a way. No, I, I. Not you. I'm just saying uh, yeah. in general. Speaking to the masses. Here's my reasoning. You can't. You can't. You can't you can't discredit people for great seasons or like unlike seen seasons just because it would be back to back. Like exactly. You, like when have you seen a big man drop nine and a half assists a game close to a triple double? Never. Not Never. like him. And not like I said, I think Embiid also like if the, I wish you could give two. Here's my reasoning for Embiid, and it's 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 one. There's two reasons. Think of the so. The going into the last two seasons, remember after the bubble, it was all out of shape. Can you rely on him for eighty-two, etc.? Blake, he's now become. These are his month-by-month minutes averages: thirty, thirty-four and a half, thirty-four and a half, thirty-two, thirty-three, thirty-five and a half, thirty-six. How much is he averaging for the year? Thirty-three point seven. And it's a game. Thirty-three point six for Jokic. It, no, I'm, this isn't even about. This isn't even a comparison. This is just an Embiid thing. Oh, okay. So think of how where he's came from to where he is now. Mm-hmm. People were like, "Can you give him? Can he go a full eighty-two? He's now a consistent thirty-plus minutes a night and giving you twenty-eight, ten blocks and steals, all of that, and efficient shooting every single night. It seems. Mm-hmm. The biggest thing for another reason, think of this season with all the dysfunction that has been going on with that team, and he has stayed the course, that he has carried them through all of these ups and downs, and they're one of the ten be- they're one of the seven or eight best records in the league. Mm-hmm. They're gonna finish in the top four in the East, which is deserved. They're still in play for the two seed, which is very possible. And they're a team that is a title contender, where it is on the outside or the inside of whatever bubble you, when you break down who you think you actually have on your, I believe this team's going to win the championship list. When we start the playoffs next Saturday in nine, in 10 days, you are going, you, the Sixers should be on your teams that can win the championship list. They just can be. They, or they just should be. And also, after last night's game against Indiana, he is back in the lead of the scoring title race. 
I don't think it's the end-all, be-all if he won the scoring title, but to be the first center to win the scoring title since, I believe, David Robinson, that's a, that means something. Yeah. Over 30 a and game. I, and I also, I also think that it's pretty much his race because I think LeBron's probably not playing a game again this year, mm-hmm. which, I mean, why would you? You have nothing to play for. Chasing Kareem, bro. Chasing Kareem, bro. That, but, like, that's, you know, I think I think Embiid has been amazing. Like, my reason is because last year I we, we'd say it was a two-horse race between these two again, right? But And the, the problem was Embiid ended up missing about missing. a month of the season yeah. before the playoffs. See, like, last year Jokic won with 26, 10, and 8. Jokic is destroying every single one of those categories by over a point. He's I, doing 27.4, 14, and 9 this year. Like, it's just he's he didn't do anything but got better. And I don't I don't look again, we both have talked about it. I don't think there's anything wrong with if you have either guy in either spot. If you have if you have if you're picking Jokic, I'm okay with it. If you're picking Embiid, I'm okay with it. I think it should be one of them two at this point. And you have Jokic, I have Embiid. I feel like we would be wrong, honestly, if we if with these guys being so good, I feel like we would probably be probably be wrong if you know, we have the same. All we need now is for like Danny to be here to pick Giannis, and then we can all have the three best players in the league or something <laughs> for the MVP race. All right, moving on. Let's do the all NBA teams. So we'll go through it each first team, second team, third team. This is what I have. <laughs> so I did I played by the rules and played by positions. So my I do not have Joel and Nicola on the same team. I have two guards, two forwards, and a center on each team. This was tough. This is probably the hardest all NBA teams ever in the history of the league. <laughs> this is the this is about as deep as we've ever been. So my all NBA first team guards are I'm heading it obviously is my MVP is Joel at center. My guards are John Morant and Luca. And my forwards are Giannis and Jason Tatum. Those are my that's my all NBA first team. I put Ja, obviously the full body of work. Granted he's missed time, and I know they've been good without him, but I don't want I hate how people like use the they've been good without him thing as like a like a, a, a bad thing to tarnish Ja when it's just like, bro, Ja's great and the Grizzlies are fucking loaded. Like, can't we just all accept that? The Grizzlies are one of the they're the second best record in the league. They'd be one of my four or five teams that I would say I think can win the championship this year. They're that good. Luka, obviously, what they've done with the Mavs this season, it's been ridiculous. That team is centered around him. His numbers are gaudy once again. He's great. Giannis, of course, we talked about it. I think Giannis at this point is probably going to finish third in the MVP voting. And then Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum could very well finish top five in the MVP voting, top six in the MVP voting. I think he deserves it. Uh, what he has been able to do, I mean, I think if you go back like his month of March, he averaged almost 35 a game. He was ridiculous. Um, what they have done since January has been amazing. What the Celtics are is amazing. I love everything about the Celtics team. Jason Tatum has taken that next step. He, they, the, I think we need to right the wrong of him being left off all, any All-NBA team last year. And he deserves to be on the first team this year. That is my take. Blake, what is your first team? My first team, you know, I didn't follow the rules, but that's okay because it's my team. 
and it is what you like to call positionless basketball now. So players play everywhere. Players start in every position. It genuinely does not matter. So for my for my first team, I did players who I think just deserve to be on the first team. Mm-hmm. Okay. I have Luca, uh, Demar, Giannis, Embiid, and Jokic. And the reason I have those guys, I mean, they're pretty much self-explanatory. Luca is Luca. The Dallas Mavericks are great for just because the, it's a perfectly built team around their star player, and the star player is being the star that he needs to be. I I want. I feel like the rest of them will be self-explanatory. I want you. I want us to have the Demar Derozan debate because I'm going to go next on my second team. He's on my second team, just for clarity. Let's have the not really debate, but. Again, now it's going to be no, different. It's, yeah, I'll, it's, I'll give a reason. It's different in a sense that we also didn't play by the rules, but also I would have had him as a first-team probably guard or forward, whatever, until they hit this massive schneid. I tried to balance it out with, like, okay, he's still been great, and they sucked still in, at times and whatnot. There was a stretch where they were losing where he was not playing well. So give me your... Is it is it just for Demar a full body of work thing? He's been one of the eight best players in the league all season. That's why that 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 is what it is. Like he has, I mean, through an injury riddled time, he legitimately the only reason they are treading water and are above a five hundred and not in the plane is because of Demar Derozan. If he was not there, didn't have that like month and a half stretch of basketball where he was one of the MVP guys. Yeah, there, where he there, had seven there, straight thirty-five point games. There would be, there would be, or... they would be, they would be in a plan. They'd be the, they, they only clinch a playoff spot because of him and how impactful he's been on them through all of these injuries is amazing. And he's thirty-two, having the best season of his career, shooting a career high from three from the field, from the free throw line. One of the top guys. One in of the clutch top it. guys in the clutch. Like he has just been amazing. And I was very sketchy on putting him on the first team, but after he dropped 50, I know they the lost. I know they lost. Well, he had 50 against the Clippers, and they won. And then he had yeah. 40 last night, and they lost. 40 last night. Only through three, though. If he would have played in the fourth, I guarantee you he would have had another 50. He had 40 through three? Yes, and they set him in the Jesus fourth. Christ. And he had 40 through three, and then they set him through the fourth. And I think that just solidifies how great of a season he's had, and that's why I put him. He was on my second team until the last two games. Yeah, he's been nuts. He, he has been efficient, and that just shows me why I have him there and why he deserves to be there because he has been great through everything that they've been through, and he continues to be great and continues to carry this team. And that is why Demar is on my first team. I look. Your reasoning is. Perfect. Will I be mad if he's not? Absolutely not. I don't understand. He's guaranteed one or two. So yeah, I just, I just outside of I just, second. I just have him on my first for those specific reasons. Anywhere outside of second is just people that probably shouldn't have a vote. Vote that aren't paying attention. He's been yeah. fantastic. So this is my second team, and boy, is this saucy. So I obviously have Jokic on it at center. My. F- my forwards, I'm going backwards here to save the sauciest for last. My my forwards are Demar and then Kevin Durant. The the toss up with Durant, you can have like the games played thing, but I think you have like their record with him is really good. And when in he plays, and when he plays, he's light. He's lights out. If he would have played a full season, he'd be in the MVP candidacy, and he and, probably and would be first team. And they probably would be a top five Steve. Seed, they probably wouldn't be that bad. Yeah, if he didn't miss that what twenty game stretch, 20 or whatever, game stretch, when they, he blew his or when he hurt his because they, they, I think they went like seven and like they three. were bad. They were bad, yeah, because that was right before they traded Harden mm-hmm. when he left. So yeah, that was that was not good. 
Um, so I have Durant second team. Then my guards for second team, Devin Booker and Trey Young. Ooh, okay, okay. So Booker because, look, dude, they're the best team. Now listen, are the sum of the parts with that team more valuable than just one singular player? Like, like if you could actually put a combination, like if you could put Chris Paul and Devin Booker together, they would be first team. Because <laughs> as a backcourt, like there's no backcourt in the league better than them. Together they are obviously fantastic. They're the best team in the league by a wide margin, and he's been great. Like especially when when Chris went out, he took it to that next level to be the guy. Obviously he was he's their best player anyway. But when Chris went out, they needed a guy to kind of without Chris they don't have the quote unquote adult in the room. Booker made sure everything was good. He's been great. And Trey Young, listen, I know there's a lot of stuff this year with the Hawks that pissed me off. The fact that they come out talk about them being bored, like dog, you haven't done shit. Granted, you were yeah, you were six wins away from the NBA championship, but you were still six wins away. You've accomplished nothing in this league. Stop acting like you're this great team, like and figure it out. I know they had missed guys. Guys were going in and out. They trade Cam Reddish. Guys were hurt. The one consistent on this team was Trey Young. He was fantastic. Without him, they're one of the seven worst teams in the league this year, just because of everything that's happened. He's been a great, I mean, he's one of the top, he's top four in the league in points, leading in the league in assists. He's been ridiculous. There are only about five guys in the league that I, tr there's pro there's not, I would not put five guys in the league over him when in a playoff game, I have to trust a guy to control every single aspect of a game when they have the ball. He is one of those top five. He's been fantastic. That's why I have him on second team. I feel like that's going to be spicy. Okay. Some people. Uh, my second team, again, you know, I've I've stuck with the positionless thing. I stuck with players who I think just generally deserved it. So we start out. I have Jaw. I have Donovan Mitchell. I have Devin Booker, Jason Tatum, and Carl Anthony Towns. Um, the reason for Cat specifically, uh, I'll give a reason for all of them, but I mean, Ja, that's self-explanatory. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't need to explain why he's there. Um, Devin Booker, I think he's been phenomenal. Like you said, he's really stepped up since Chris Paul came out, and I think he has been amazing. I think he I think he might be, get top five MVP votes this year. Devin Booker? Absolutely. Yeah, he will. Um, I think the top five MVP voting at the end will probably be Jokic, Embiid, Giannis, top three in whatever order, and then it'll probably be... Booker Tatum four five. That exactly. So he's been amazing. He's been amazing all year. You know, he really he really stunted on these people that said, Oh, he's just a good score on a bad team. He's just a good score in general. He's an all star caliber player on a good team. He's a championship he's a number one option on a championship team. He's the best player at his position. Yes. In the league. Yes. There's no better two guard in the NBA than him. Jason Tatum, obviously, you know, he's been on an absolute tear lately. Um, we all we all saw this coming. We didn't know when it was going to come, but we knew the storm was coming, and the storm has officially arrived. The only Duke guy that you've ever not been on the bandwagon for. It's yeah, weird. it's weird. It's so weird. He's also on a team that I don't really say. What, I, I don't. I don't really like. What did so. the Celtics do to you? Are you really that mad about the 2010 playoffs when y'all were a seven seed and they beat you guys? Yeah, is no, that I really stick? I don't know. Point? I just Derrick Rose is. It's like the Lakers. Why do people? Hate, it's just they have the most championships. I just hate them. Okay. I don't want them to win anymore. Okay. Stop winning. Don't so care. if Paolo goes to like... Paolo's not going to them. I'm not worried. No, I'm saying, but what team would Paolo have to go to for you to not like Paolo? 
it doesn't matter. You want to know who Paolo reminds me of out of college? Who? Jason Tatum. Yeah. Watch out. Anyways, um, so Jason Tatum, obviously, you know, he's been on a tear. We all saw this coming. We didn't know when it has arrived. Um, and then uh, my center is Carlton Towns. Um, a lot of people will probably be like, what? Why? Especially second team. Second you have team him second team because Because have I have the other two up top. Exactly. If not, he will make one of the teams. Absolutely. Spoiler, he's on my third team. Um, but he has been – that team, I think, has shocked a lot of people. A lot of people I don't think even saw them – they, a lot of people saw him in the play. There are a lot of guys on this team that I now call winning players that uh, you fucking know for sure. I did not and call I winning players. I know. That I did not call winning players before. This team is a team that if you're a four or five in the in the West, I'd be scared to play. Well, they're going to be the seventh seed, and they're going to be the two. They're going to p- probably face the Grizzlies in round one. I'm scared to play them if I'm anybody. We are when we talk best case, worst they case. They are they are on the list. They are evenly balanced everywhere. They have guys off the bench that can score. They have bigs off the bench that can score. They have three people who can go out and get you thirty. They have a playmaker. They have a go to score. They have a big who can defend and score. I mean, they have everything that you need. It's just a young team that's finally coming up. You know, when I I thought I was I was on the person that was on the. They are going to make the playoffs. They are going to be a playoff team, and they are going to be scary. And I will take credit for that because I was right, and they have done nothing but prove everybody else wrong, and it's been amazing. I think Cat deserves the recognition that he gets, that he deserves. I'm just glad you didn't try to jump the shark with them like you jumped the shark at the moment with Do the Do I Hawks. think they're going to win it all? Absolutely not. Do I see them losing in the first round? Absolutely, but they scare me to play with yeah. how many people they have. I mean, Nas Reed off the bench can – Go get you twenty if you know maybe cats have an off night, which I don't think cats gonna have an off night. But like, we're gonna have it's just gonna, we're not gonna they give have her, Pat Beverly who's a demon on the defensive not, end. Like it, it's we're not gonna give a shout out to one of my ten favorite. Holy shit, you're really you're a really important player, guys. Jared Vanderbilt, bro. Jared Jared, Jared Vanderbilt love. is <laughs> amazing. Dog. Like yeah, there's some love. They're a really him, good team. Him and Max Struess are on the first team. Oh my god, I can't believe how important you are. They're team. up and coming. I think next year they're gonna get even better. And uh, I just think he deserves the recognition. That's why he is on my second team. Okay, you did the catch spiel, so I don't have to. But I agree. He's he's going to probably at worst be the third team if Jokic and Embiid are on different teams. Yes. Yep. Um. All right. My third team. Obviously, I have Cat. My guards are Steph and Donovan Mitchell. My forwards are LeBron and Pascal Siakam. So the last forwards very very hard. There's a very there's a the, the question you asked right before we went on was, are you going to have LeBron on a team? Look, at the end of the day, you, you kind of have to. No one in the history of the league has ever had a greater year 19. He's 37, and he's averaging over 30 a game. I know he's hashtag chasing Kareem, so he's trying to score more and stuff, but like the fact that he can do that because he's trying to do it is amazing. It's nuts. You know, He's one of the, at worst, two or three greatest players of all time. That doesn't mean... He automatically should be on this list. Like 2019, he made third team All NBA, and he shouldn't have been. He should not have been on the All NBA team that year. But this year, absolutely, he should be on the on the third team. Uh, Steph, crazy that he's he he about a month ago he probably was still on some All NBA first teams. Um, man, they hit an absolute schneid. Um, Donovan Mitchell does deserve, I think, to be an All NBA team. I think down the listen, I do believe that there is a. World where if you want to put like a Zach Levine, a Chris Paul in place of like him, I feel like that's okay. 
I'm interested to see what your third team compiles of because I'm interested to see who you have in your mind on the just barely getting in on the top 15 list. Uh, and then Pascal. Pascal's been great. That Raptors team is a fucking nightmare. I love what he's been, especially over the last few months. He's really ramped it up. Um, definitely been one of the best players in the league this season. He deserves to be one of the six top forwards. And a general, I think he's been one of the 20 to 25 best players overall this year. Um, if you're not counting like other bigs and uh, other guards and stuff, uh, then obviously he would make this. That's how he makes this all NBA team. So, yeah, Pascal's been great. That's why I have him on all, uh, all NBA 13. My NBA 13 uh, starts out with Trey Young um, for obvious reasons. You know, he is one of the top five players, I'd say, play. I'd say top five playoff performers that we have in the league. So you're like my thing where I said, like, there's I, not many guys. That there's you would not have. many guys I'd rather have. Than he understands him. how to control how, the game. Yeah. Yep. All of that stuff. Um, I have Chris Paul. Um, reasons for that is, I mean, people really. The catalyst for a 63-win team. He, I don't, there doesn't need he, to be. <laughs> he is the greatest. do, brother. He is the greatest leader in the sport. I don't think it's quite close. Every team that he goes to wins, no matter what. Uh, he's out there at age 36, dropping 15 and 12 dimes, along with two steals. He's affectious. He's a great leader. Everywhere he goes, they win. That team is great. He is great. He also plays well, which helps. And he play. <laughs> he plays so smart. He's one of those top five people that I trust in an environment to be able to control the ball and get his team in the right spots. He has been amazing I don't all know year. He's not your eye-popping score, but that's not what you need. That's, not what, that's, that's, never, that's, been not, his that's game. never been his game. He's going out there. He's controlling the narrative. He's controlling the team, and he does it very effectively, and it causes them to win. So I don't know if I would put him in that top five. Like, So guys that are going to be uh, this year like in the playoffs, maybe he would be. Um, Luka, obviously, Trey, Jokic. Can't really put Giannis because that's not his game. The reason, I mean, Chris the Paul, his is assist to turnover ratio is insane. He doesn't make the, mistakes but, in big moments. The thing I was going to say is with Chris, my top five thing was like, especially it's like high usage guys too. Chris's usage isn't like that. Isn't the type of usage that like Trey's is, like Luka's is. Like Jaws yeah. like will eventually be. I think Jaws in that the top The way line. I see it is like – Chris Paul, if I was a championship contending team and they just hit a big three, you're down one in a moment. Yeah, you're and you just need a, you need a guy to slow the ball down, get the team set. That is the guy that I want, and there's nobody in the league that I'm taking over him. True, but on that team, you also have the possibility of if number one is on a fucking heater, you're giving him the ball. Yeah, yeah, that's, <laughs> uh, yeah obviously. It's why but, they're yeah, so good. Yeah. It's why they're um, so good. So after Paul, I have LeBron. I have Kevin Durant. Oh, yeah, you hadn't had Durant yet. I forgot about that. Um, and this is where I really struggled because I was put, like. You put Jason Tatum over Durant on an all-NBA team. The world is. Jason Tatum around. has played more games. That is true. Um, if not, Kevin Durant would be first team. Where would Copper rank on an all-NBA dog uh, team? The, 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 the all-bench team. Yeah? Yeah. What's that um, And then I really struggled with. You're saying, the, time out, time out. You're saying Copper don't have shit on there, bud? No, he does. Um. I really struggled because I really I, – I didn't know who to put for my fourth center. Um, I was between two players, really. Well, three, but I'm still I, – I literally had a dashed line to figure out. Um, I, I really think Pascal deserves to be on team, but because I have 
I'm going to go with DeAndre Ayton over Pascal Siakam. Because over he's the, and Rudy Gobert, interesting. Yes, I think. I think. I think the only other my like my like center that didn't make it because I had like a little just missed. I obviously had for like Levine and Chris Paul. My center that I would have in the just missed category would be, be Rudy. I Rudy doesn't Rudy doesn't do it for me. If I'm going to be a, honest, another guy would be Bam. But Bam, but Bam's thing was he missed so many. He missed games. so many games. If yeah. Bam didn't miss, if, if he would easily be there if he didn't miss so many games. That's Bam, my problem. If Bam would have played the like a full slate or close to a full, like if Bam would have played seventy games instead of that's whatever my case he played, with, it would have been between Bam and Cat. That's probably my that's for my case team in my mind. And that's my case with Jimmy Butler. Jimmy yeah. Butler would make a team if he played because yeah. he's been amazing. He just hasn't played. Mm-hmm. But I think DeAndre and he you know he's a seventeen ten. Uh, Four assists, you know, a block and a steal a game. He's just very infectious, and again, he's on a winning team. Absolutely, I'm not. And you're not wrong. By I just means. think, I think he deserves it. Um, I think he is a generational talent. I think he's a top five center in the league. Yeah, he, generational talent, baby. I think he deserves the recognition along with like Cat. Uh, no, he doesn't give it the eye poppy numbers, but that's not what he needs to do. He gets the numbers that he needs to get, and they're very effective, and it helps the team win. So that's why I have what eight on their team. What gotten to you? The the other person would have been Pascal. No, but I'm just but talking about with DeAndre. Ah, he's good. I mean, yeah. Is it because he might be a bull next year? Is that why you're finally coming around on him? No. I talk about him being a generational player, and you're like, "What are you talking about, bro? He's not generational." I'm like, "Yeah, he is. He's a stud." So yeah, that is that rounds out he's my a, thirteen. He, he's what a number one pick looks like, bro. Oh, thanks, thanks ESPN. Co- you know what? Co- Copper would be Copper would be on an all defensive team. Absolutely, he'd locks down. Yeah, <laughs> locks <laughs> me. Ultra straps. Ultra, ultra, ultra clamps. Yeah, he'll stay. He'll he, connect it to your hip. No matter if you drive to the basket or you want to do a pull up three. He has got the hashtag all defense. He is hashtag uh, relentless defender. Speaking of DPOY award, so we have our all NBA teams. I think we did good. We did really good there. I thought we did great. I'm proud of us. Mm-hmm. That was stressful. That was, shit. That was stressful <laughs> a lot. <laughs> all right, defensive player of the year. Uh, do you want me to start off? Because I think yours is going to be way more obvious than mine. Maybe I'm. I'm I don't know. I feel like we're off. We're very, I, I I know that we're very off. We're very off on this. Um, I yeah, have, you go. You know, you can go first. I have a list of three. Okay. One of them is Giannis, but I don't think he should win it. Nope. I okay. My other guy is Marcus Smart. He's been. He's on my list. Amazing. He is a. He is a officially a needle mover. Yes. Um. When they made him the official, right? You are our point guard. You are our decision maker. His game took it rose to a new level. It's one of the reasons why. The Celtics are what they are, and he's one of the best defensive players in the world. Um, he's not the best defensive guard in the league, but he is one of he's probably the second. Um, but I think the defense player of the year this year should be Jaron Jackson. You got him. Let's go! Absolutely, I didn't. I didn't. I really didn't think. You, yeah, that's mine. Yeah, I did not. I did not think you were gonna at all. I really didn't. He's been great. He's been amazing. Their net rating, you he, think of defensive He stuff. went on like this two-and-a-half-month stretch where he was just – he you could not score on this man. Dude, it was – I saw this like this defensive efficient bracket and like everybody was like here, and then for like two-and-a-half months he was up here. I was like, this is fu- this is insane. 
That is that is also my DPOI. Oh, Absolutely. wow. Okay. Absolutely. That, I didn't think you were going to go there. Yeah. Yep. I'm proud of us. I'm proud of us. I really thought ours were going to be different. Yeah. No, I mean, Jaron has been phenomenal. Amazing. He's an absolute, like, you can absolutely trust him to be a guy where you are throwing him on another team's best player in a playoff series. Yep. And you are going to be okay with it. Obviously, you're not going to have him guard like a one or a two guard, but he is a, because you're you would for them you'd probably be Bane or Ja, but for what they are, what they do, he is a dude that can guard any wing. He can go in the post as well and guard. I feel like Stephen Adams has helped being. I mean, obviously, he is kind of like the dad of the Memphis Grizzlies, but you got to think that Adams too has helped him be able to learn how to play the position of a big and learn how to play defense as a big. Godsend level stuff for him. I just feel like he deserves it. He's definitely going to be on the first end defensive team. I hope that he rightfully gets the all the defensive player of the year award. If it's not him, it should be Marcus Smart. Uh, I agree. Um, but my third was a little bit different. I actually had Mikael Bridges on my on my top three list. I think Bridges is up there as well. Um, but I think it should be Jaren's action. Um, I don't. I I personally don't really think it should be a question. Um, I'm glad that you picked him. He is your been, face lit up. <laughs> he has, he has been phenomenal. He's been amazing. Um, he does everything you need him to do. He can guard your. He can guard one through five, effectively and efficiently. He doesn't get cheap fouls. He doesn't make mistakes. He is. He is literally the perfect defender for a team. He remind, he yeah, he is just he's amazing, and I'm glad that you picked him. I I know your face. That I would love to go back and live that moment. You were so proud, you were so proud. Absolutely, like, you like you did it. All right, most improved player. Um, I have this as a two horse race. You have it as a three, and I'm interested to see who your third is. I think we both agree on my two horse race: Desmond Bain and Darius Garland. People are going to be really, really, really really, like, they're going to want to give it to Jaw, and I'm refraining you to not, just because I feel like there are other people more worthy of it. I think most of Yep, I agree. Look, I do believe that some people have the take of, oh, you shouldn't be a top five pick and win most improved. Well, look, Darius Garland got picked fourth, so does he not qualify for this then? I feel like if you were a guy in a situation... That's I don't know if struggled, but you are now you took a leap from like a dude to a key player or like a key player to a star or like star to a superstar. Now, granted, Ja did go from star to superstar. I feel like he's going to win those votes because like he got hurt. So he like disqualified him from the MVP race. So people are going to want to give him something. I just think there's a guy on there, Blake, that's more deserving. I would give it to Desmond Bain, but I would also be okay if people gave it to Darius Garland. Garland took that leap from a role like guy slash player slash role player to a star. He is a fantastic guy in this league. I think he's a part of one of one of the future five to ten best duos in the NBA for the next decade with him and Evan Mobley. He is a uh, part of an electric backcourt. Um, he is been the only guy on the Cavs that has not caught the plague, the plubonic plague this year. I feel horrible for the Cavs because of what they, they have amazing. gone, what they have gone through the last month. Um, but hey, shout out to Darius Garland. But I think it's Desmond Bain, man. Talk about top tier backcourts. I mean, one of the five best backcourts probably in the NBA is Bain and Ja, 
and they have been fantastic. Bain is an absolute sniper. He's a great defender. He is a winning player. It uh, he was so weird for me last year watching him in the playoffs with against the Jazz. It was like I can see it. It's so weird because he looks like a running back, doesn't he? Yeah, yes. But yeah. he's a, he is an elite player um and he is a winning player. I thought his role would forever would be kind of a bench dude that is an energy guy. No, he he is definitely fit to play two guard like high level two guard minutes in the NBA. It's going to be so fun to watch him in the in the playoffs. It's going to be so fun to watch this team in the playoffs trying to win a championship. That's why I have Desmond Bain winning most improved. What do you got? Uh, mine was mine's a three horse race race with an honorable mention. Okay. My honorable mention is Miles Bridges. He he dude went from 11 points a game to 21. Yeah, he's something. He he I think he improved massively. Um he's just not an eye popper, which I understand why he's probably not on people's list. I just wanted to give him a shout out because he's been Hey, shout out to underrated uh landing spot for DeAndre Ayton, DeAndre Ayton, Charlotte Hornets, by the way. Please. Absolutely. If they don't have to give up Anybody on that team that isn't Miles Bridges or Lamelo is untu- is is those are those are the two untouchable guys. Anyone else can go. Get me DeAndre Ayton, Lamelo, Bridges, Ayton. Top five but, seed in the East. Absolutely. But uh, so I just want to give him a quick shout out. You know, good on you, dog. You improved a lot. You were you're a lot better player than I thought you were going to. You improved in three point shooting. You improved effective from the field and defensively. So I just want to give him a shout out. My other two are. Desmond Bain and Garland, those are two of my those are my two and three. Um, you know, obviously Desmond Bain, who saw this coming, I definitely didn't. Like you said, I thought he was gonna be a high energy guy off the bench, you know, effective shooting. But he is he is a legit two guard. Elite sniper, man. Elite sniper, and he's not even terrible. He's good defensively. Um But I did not see this coming and I love him. He's amazing and he's only gonna continue to get better. Same with Darius Garland. I think he's a walking 20 and 10 when he gets healthy and stays healthy. Um, I think he's one of the best passers in the league. He's an elite scorer. He's an elite shooter. Uh, he's very, very good. And like I said, I think the Cavs would probably be a top four seed, maybe at five if they didn't get all these injuries. Yeah, Rubio Rubio got hurt. Then they were still treading water. Then they lost Jared Allen. Now they've lost Evan Mobley. It's just, it is just a mess. And my winner is uh, Dejounte Murray. Um, yes, I'm with you on this. Not the, I, he, like, he, he deserving. He, that if you look at the way that that roster is built, it's not a good roster. It's really not from top to bottom. Jakopol is a very good. You know, he's a good defensive player. Dejounte Murray is elite defensively. Oh but, yeah, but he's also. I mean. For his to compare his numbers from last year to this year, that's what year. I'm trying to pull up. His numbers. Go ahead. Last year, he for his averages, he had five, he had 16, five assists, uh, seven boards, and 31 percent from three. This year, he's up to 22, 21, mm-hmm. nine and a half assists, eight and a half rebounds, 80 percent free throw shooter, 33 percent from three on a on a team that's you know in the play. Like look at how how bad were they last year. They were, yeah. I don't know how close because the, oh, they were in. They were the ten seed last year. They lost to the Grizzlies in the playoff game. I they just they. I think 
he improved them and improved his play so much that it makes them look. It, are they a team? So to counter, that's our, why it's not yeah. eye popping because I feel like Desmond Bain is on a winning team. Did they technically they, get better as a team? No, they really didn't. But that team is still tanking, and they're trying to figure out what they're going to be. But they, they can't tank because he's so good. Dejounte Murray's a superstar, absolutely. And his decision making has gotten so much better. Yeah, he is. Um, I mean, he does average nine assists, and his second go-to score is Yakapodal. Yeah, his his assist, <laughs> his assist numbers to jump up four four assists a game is great. Uh, he's like, one of the he's one of the three or four best defense like defensive right. players in the like just so legitimately. If you just look at guards in the league as defenders, I think the best defensive guard alive is Drew Holiday. Second is Marcus Smart. You can make a pretty damn good case that he's three. Absolutely. And he even improved his steals per game. They're up to two, and I think they're at like one, one, and, one and a half, half last one and a half year. Yeah. He's up to two now. His previous career high was uh, 1.7 in 2019. He, ju- he just affects the game in so many different ways. And, you know, his even his re- rebounds, you know, going up by, you know, a point, uh, a rebound and a half a game. Like, his, he's infectious. His energy is infectious to the team. Which causes them to win, which causes them to be an all-around better team, and I think he has been fantastic. Yeah. He's been amazing. He has been. Everybody expected this. You know, after his injury, everybody was really like scared. He was like, okay, so maybe he's not the guy that we thought. This is the Dejounte Murray that we expected two years ago before his injury. Five and a half point increase in points per game. He's made a point five more threes per game. He's shooting more, like he's more volume as well. He went up a full percentage point in his field goal percentage. He went up two full percentage points, percentage points in his two point percentage and his effective or his efficiency or his effective two point percentage. Uh, his free throw percentage is still kind of treading around what it is, how always has been. But a full rebound, almost a full rebound and a half more a game, four assists more a game, half a steal more a game. It's look, he he's been great. And I hope they do more to kind of put guys around. Around, him. around he is a superstar. Yeah, absolutely, he is absolutely. He is probably is he at the bottom of the list probably of superstar level guys in the league. Yeah, probably. But I definitely think he's one of the thirty to thirty five best guys in the league. Right absolutely, now. and I think if you can get the right team around him, he he can be a legit you know twenty twenty nine and nine guy every year for the rest of his career. He'll probably get up to 10 assists next year, I'm really thinking. But he, he just he's infectious. Let he's me, smart with the ball and I that is why I, that's why I have him as my winner. Let me tell you how good of a season I thought he had. There was about a 2 minute stretch where I thought, should I put DeWante Murray as a guard on my All-NBA team? But they're 33 and whatever. And that's why I don't they, have him. otherwise I'd have him on there easily. I, I know the Lakers are going to finish 31 and 30 but LeBron's also 30. But LeBron's 30 a game, yes. And he might win the scoring title. So like that was why LeBron's a first teamer, but yeah. He And he, the, and there's not nearly as many. If, if there were a couple better forward candidates too by the way. He, like he LeBron a, probably wouldn't yeah, be absolutely. an All NBA. He is a guy that if that team can get above five hundred, he's an easily an All NBA guy probably for the rest of his like he is. Yeah. He is that he's that good and he's been that good, but outside of him, I my number two for sure would be Desmond Bain. But mm-hmm. I think I think it's a two horse race between those two and Darius Garland. In my mm-hmm. opinion, I think no. those three should be the. I definitely like that's an off the top rope one. Like I like that good shit. That's a good shit. Rookie of the year. We talked about this like the first one we did about a month ago. This is, I think, our fourth or fifth one. Uh, 
when we did our first one, the first thing, like one of our big topics was all rookie, all all rookie team stuff. So we can kind of quickly gloss over this. We're not going to do six man of the year, by the way, because that's pretty much it's pretty. It's Tyler obvious. Heroes had six man of the year on lock for about four and a half months. So it's whatever. Uh, rookie of the year. I have a top three right now of Evan, Cade and Scotty. And I think they're mostly interchangeable. Look, Cade Cunningham has come on fucking strong over the last 30 to 45 days. Scotty Barnes is a winner and a difference maker as well. And Evan Mobley, I think, just from start to finish, I feel like he should win it based on that. Can We we didn't really talk about Cade when we did this last time. Can we have a discussion about him? Yeah, he's actually my winner. That's And I'm fine with that. Let's, yeah. Um, Cade Cunningham, I think the problem at the beginning of the year was he had that injury. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he played one game in uh, – the G Le- the the summer ball and then in preseason he didn't play at all. So really at the beginning of the year he was still trying to get his groove, get comfortable with the NBA level. You know it's a lot different from college. So just getting that run in the NBA it took him a, mo- a while to adjust, which is fine. It's, he's a rookie. He's going to. But good lord almighty, when he adjusted, <laughs> he is mm-hmm. he is an elite level player. Yeah, the difference between like now listen, I think this is one of the best rookie classes we've ever had. Like there's ten, at least probably, you could we can probably rattle off like ten guys that are high level winning type guys that mm-hmm. we can see making a difference when it matters in the future. Uh, a guy I've coming around on more too is your boy Jalen Green. I'm starting he's starting to figure it out stats wise. I don't know what he's going to be contributing to in the future as a quote unquote winning player, but I think he's definitely going to be able to be a. Stat they have the, they have their one two punch for the future with. KPJ and him because their last Kevin Porter also their last, it out their too. last seven games are both averaging thirty six a game. Yeah, <laughs> he's yeah they're they're doing wild they, shit. They just need they need a big they need a big. But uh, yeah, yeah, they're definitely hoping they get one and they would they would definitely probably take Chet. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I believe. Am I crazy to say, in three or four years, the Pistons are one of the eight best teams in the league because of Cade? Uh, I, I right. agree with you. They have to draft the right person this year, though. And we both know who that we both know who that person is, and if they don't draft him, I... I if they don't draft him, I think it's a mistake. Not, well, not a mistake because of talent, because of their need. Well, also, if they... Let's say they won the lottery and got first. If, Could if, we be mad at them if they got first and took like? Jab- I don't think they need. They should not take Chet. I don't. I don't think. I, that's the thing. I don't think they need Chet, Paulo, or Jabari because you have you just acquired Bagley, who's been. I know he's been amazing. He's been shouts you, to us, by the way. You have Sadiq we never Bay. left that boat. You have Sadiq Bay, who's a small forward. He's been amazing, and then you have Isaiah Stewart, who's defensively and rebounding wise amazing, and. You have Cade, who's your future point guard. If you have one, what I think you do is you try to see if anybody's interested on trading back, maybe to that two-three range. If you're number, because if you're number one, you know for sure. Hey, I know I can get Ivy at least at number two, and I think you could probably get him at three and four, just because you know there's the three best players in the draft, and then there's Jay and Ivy. I just think Jaden Ivey fits them way more than any other player at the top of the draft. And we both want – so, yeah, cat of the bag. We both want them to draft Jaden Ivey. Jaden Ivey – my two landing spots for Jaden where it's perfect are 
Now, look, I think Jaden Ivey will succeed no matter where he goes. I personally think Jaden Ivey is the best player in this draft. I do not think he should go one, two, or three because I understand it. Now, granted, I think he could. I get it. It's just different. Best player in the draft versus where you get drafted, right? John Morant so far technically has been the best player out of the two between him and Zion. It is also weird to compare that one because when Zion does play, he is all-NBA level. Difference. He's yeah, an all-NBA level yep. guy. But he just has played so. So it's weird with him. But I guess a different – what's a different, like, comparison? I mean, this year, I think so far Evan's been the best player out of this draft, but Cade obviously – went first, which obviously Cade should have went first. A lot of people, though, thought Evan Mobley going into, just going into the draft was the best player. Evan made more of an immediate impact than Cade. It took Cade a while, but now he's figuring it out. So with, with Jaden, I think Jaden's the best player in the draft, but I do understand if he does not go first or second or third, which I don't think he should. I feel like his two fits are Detroit and Orlando. I feel like if he lands in one of those two spots, I mean, Moses Malone, it is on. He can, it can be really, really I agree. good yep. for them. But yeah, I would love to see them get Jaden at Detroit. I really do think the Pistons are set up to be very. They they are they are easily, I think them and not not because I'm a homer. Them and the Thunder, I think, are the two best set up for the future. What do you think about? I'm not just saying this because I like Orlando, but like, what about Orlando as a team? Um, there's two teams. There's outside of the Thunder. The reason why I cannot say Orlando. Is I just I I don't trust them, per se. Mm-hmm. Meaning they have never done anything to show me that they have drafted game changers. In my opinion, they drafted Mo, Mo Bamba. He mm-hmm. sat on the bench for three years. He's been great this year, but this is his first year getting legitimate NBA run. Yeah, the Bamba, Wendell Carter, Franz Wagner front court it, it's just, works that, it, it for works. some reason. It, it's weird, but yeah, they um, don't have like a they don't Jaylen have a guy Suggs, like that. Yeah. That plan has not worked out well. That's why I'm saying. But like, you also have Cole Anthony well, thing, and Markel. But Jalen Suggs isn't a great offensive guy, but he's a elite defensive. Player. Yeah. Um, Here's my thing about them: with if they get Ivy, that's your game changer. Yeah, that exactly. If they get Ivy, I I will change my opinion. But I I I have not been able to trust them to draft. The right person. God, I want to pull up their draft history from the last like ten years because they've been <laughs> I, in the lottery every year. But they also have never been able to be in one of those spots to take a guy like that. You know what I mean? That's where their biggest issue is. But they always just miss out. Like I think their best pick, I think, in the last few years was Jonathan Isaac, and it just sucks that he's been hurt the last two years. But he is he is an defensive player of the year player mm-hmm. when he's healthy and he only got better before uh, hey listen though I thought they were nuts for taking Franz Wagner and Franz has been amazing this year Franz I, is going to be first team rookie first is going to be a all rookie first team guy but yeah with the Pistons man I really like what they're doing uh, two other so, teams so you mentioned the Thunder and the Pistons as the two teams that are like in the top part of this lottery that are close I think the Magic are another one and I think another team is Indiana like, if Indiana – I really, really want to see Paolo go to Indiana. I really do. Put him with with one of him or Jabari, but I really want to see Paolo land there. Put him with Tyrese. Like, Tyrese can always just make sure – Tyrese will always make sure that he is in the right spot, you know, to succeed. Yeah, with yeah. him and Miles Turner and Malcolm Brogdon, I feel like that's a nice little nucleus. 
you know, to go from zero to hero real quick for that team that literally said, fuck it, we're getting rid of everything. And we kind of figured it out in about five minutes. Yeah. So that's what I think with Indiana. Do you have any other, uh, real quick before we do our last thing here, uh, fancy landing spots for some of these players that are going to be in the draft that you want to um, see? My, like, obvious, obvious Chet, one. Chet in Houston, obviously. Um, one of the three bigs in Oklahoma City would be huge. Um, oh, like one of the top three? One of the top three would be huge. If not, I think they'd trade back and take Jalen Duran. Um, so you – yeah, because so if they have four – if they have four, you do not see them drafting Jaden Ivey. You see them move, making, moving back. They should not. They should not. Not because I don't think Jaden Ivey is going to be good, because he just doesn't fit them. That is very true. He he just he just does not. Uh, what I, are your thoughts on them drafting Keegan Murray? I'd you're you're a, not a Keegan Murray. I'd guy. rather have AJ Griffin. What about because yeah, not not because I'm a Duke fan because I think AJ Griffin is an above average defender. Yeah, I'm interested. I think to he's see a better Murray defender than I think he's better than a defenders. better defender than Murray. Um, Murray's a great scorer. He is, but Adrian Griffin didn't have to score because you had other players. I think he can score. Um, he's a true three, but again, I don't think we need a three either because you have Lou Dort. I'm interested to see Lou Dort is undersized though. He is undersized. But I'm he's a great defender. I'm interested. Yes, <laughs> I'm interested to see what AJ Griffin really can develop to into the league. I think my my the reason I'm scared I, for AJ Griffin me, is I think AJ Griffin is going to fall to the Kings and I think if he goes to the Kings he is fucked. Yeah. I'm really worried I genu- about AJ. I genu- I genuinely do. He's being mocked to the Kings a lot. I know and that's why I am scared. I've fell in love with Paolo over the tournament way more than I've cuz I there was a there was a stretch where it was like Paolo why isn't Paolo checking the boxes for me that he should, but A.J. Griffin is? And then it fucking, when the first game of the tournament happened, it fucking flipped. I, it, if, my, I don't want the Thunder to take Chet because I don't think he fits, fits them. I think, I think Chet probably goes one to Houston. Um, what about, you, would you, what, Jabari Smith on the Thunder? I want, great. I want Jabari or Paolo is who I, who, Paolo, Jabari, or Jalen Duran with the Thunder, I think, would all be, would all help them. My dream scenario is obviously Paolo, but Jabari Smith is, I think, is a little bit better shooter from three, but I think Paolo's inside game and all around game is a better decision making. You decision. trust him. I think you can trust Paolo to put the ball on the deck more mm-hmm. than Jabari. That's kind of a but bit I of a think question. they're, I think they're both going to be great players. I just think Paulo, because his all-around game is better, I would say, right than Jabari now, yeah. right now. I would want him. But I just – I love Jaden Ivey. He just doesn't fit, fit the, the Thunder. Hit, fit the, with Shea and Josh Giddy and then Lou Dort, I just don't see him fitting in well and meshing well Another with ball-centric guard is not it's what just, the Thunder needs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's why him with Cade will that's be why if literally the, if, perfect. Cade's a running mate. For example, if Paulo, Jabari, if they didn't get a top three in Chet, Jabari, and Ho- – uh, Apollo went one, two, and three. I see them trading back. I future assets, future picks. You try to fall into that like eight to twelve eight, range. And try to land like Durant, Durant, or um, who? Who's who's the who's the other guy? Who's the other guy? On what team? We mentioned AJ Griffin. I'm trying to think too. There's other. There's some other, just in general. T- T- 
teams I want. I'll get them. I'll get them. Uh, I know. I'm just trying to fill dead air here. There's other like players. Uh, I I really want to find a scenario where Mark Williams lands on the Hornets. Uh, if the Hornets don't go out and get like a DeAndre Ayton or something like that, or like a Rudy Gobert, that would be amazing. If like the Hornets could get Rudy Gobert. Uh, other guys that are gonna be like me. Oh. Duh, I'm a slap my hand. Mark Williams. I just said Mark Williams. Yeah, sorry. Up. I wasn't paying attention. But Mark I, Williams, I don't think, is going to be a, t- a lottery pick. I think he goes top 15. You think so? I do. I think just because he fits the need of a lot of teams that need a big man. Uh, he's a lob threat. He is an NBA center, bro. And he he is he is legit defensively. And I think a lot of teams need that more than... They need like an offense. A lot, a lot of the teams that are going to be in that fifteen to twenty range have the scores. They just need the defense. And they, the Thunder do have. I mean, they have three firsts this year, and they'll they'll be at the fifteen sixteen range. So I don't necessarily think they have to move back to get Mark. I think Mark will be their pick. I mean, realistically, if you know for a fact that you're going to get Mark. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna get Mark at 15, I have no problem with them taking Jaden Ivy. No I guess problem. They, I guess but they, you just have to guarantee yourself a big man. I guess they do have obviously a bajillion ones, so mm-hmm. they're gonna have multiple landing spots, right? Yep, yep. And th- and this one they have them taking Jaden Ivy and Mark Williams in this mock draft. That'd that I see be here. a hell of a combination. Has the Bulls taken Malachi Branham? Branham, I'd like that. Even like a even like a uh, EJ. Are you not a Malachi Branham guy? You are, right? Okay, I was going to say, even he like is a, a dog. Even like an EJ Liddell on the Thunder. I would love that. And a round one. Yeah. This mock that Max sent with Branham going in the top ten, I don't see that happening. Uh, no, this one has him going 19 to the Bulls. Another guy that I wouldn't mind the Bulls, uh, not the Bulls, like the Bulls would take or the Thunder, uh, Walker Kessler, just because he affects the game so well defensively. Um, This little top ten here that Max sent to us, I love Fuck me. Ben Matherin in New Orleans? That's sex. So this I'm a Ben Matherin. This guy. top ten came out uh today, actually. Three at three twenty eight. So, so who's the number one? The guy that this dude put to that in the in the from Yahoo? Mm-hmm. Chet. See this one has Paulo going to Orlando with number one. Okay. And then it has Jabari Smith two, Chet three. Jaden Ivy four and then Shaden Sharp five. And to answer your question, Shaden Sharp, yes, he's legit. I'm not saying he's not legit. I'm just saying, why do we always fall in love with these guys that don't play at college in college, or like don't play for a whole year and then it's like they're definitely a top six pick? Because he didn't need, because he didn't need to play because he's that good. He got hurt, right? Yeah, he got hurt. Did he play when we saw them against uh, Duke at the beginning of the year? Did no. He play? Yeah, yeah, he, so he didn't play, play game, at, right? at all at all this year. Nope. No chance he stays, right? No, 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 no. He'll he'll go top ten. He is, he's legit. Yeah, he's a legit. lot of people say he is. I'm just like curious. Like, is he? There are some people on Twitter that were trying to say he should go first. I'm like, dude, he's no, 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 no. no. He he can't go first. So that was kind of where I was trying to figure that out at. Um, your so you're a Malachi Branham guy. I like that because if I'm a Malachi dude, if Malachi Branham went to the Bulls, that would be. I just don't know if he'd last that long. What about uh? Johnny Davis, I like his body. I but like I just, his. I'm, I like his body. He's so I just damn inefficient. I don't know if it, I can't. Like it's hard to say that his game doesn't translate 
it's just I want to see how effective he can be in a NBA uh, NBA setting. In an NBA setting, mm-hmm. I think his game can be effective. He just has to have the right training per se and the right coaching for him to be effective. I like Keegan Murray more than him. I'm just worried about. Him I do with too, like, and I don't. And I honestly, I don't. I don't think Keegan Murray is going to be good in the NBA. But I like. I would rather take Keegan because you know he can at least score. He's more efficient than He's Davis. More efi- yeah. Yep. Uh, any other like guys you're interested? Obviously, with college, I don't know where. I don't know what the uh, perfect landing spot for Ochai Abaji is. Uh, he perfect landing. spot. I think spot. he's a lottery pick. Absolutely, should be but. absolutely. I, God, a team that could use. Uh, I don't know where they're going to be. I think he'd be good in Washington. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think the whole. Uh, Dude from Gonzaga last year. Oh, Corey Kispert. I think that train. I think he's, he's tough. More, though. I think he's more of like a uh, Luke Kennard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kispert. Yes, yes. I think he's more of like a Luke Kennard that can come off the bench. He can, you know he if he gets hot, like watch out. But he's not like a starting guy. He's a guy that can come off the bench, get you a bucket. I think. Oh, Ochai. Ochai. I think he is a le- uh, legit bucket getter, and I think he could be really effective. For the Wizards, that that would be my spot. I just don't know where. I think they'll probably be more in the seven, seven. I don't eight, know if nine, go, ten range. I don't know if he'll go top ten. He really didn't do himself favors in the tournament. Granted, the second half against Miami and the game against Villanova, he was electric. I think the other kid they got too, not the big guy, uh, Christian Brown, the white the white kid. Mm-hmm. I think he he's gonna be a late first, Blake. Christian I think Brown from. Kansas. Oh, yeah, yeah. And his last name looks like Braun. Mm-hmm. I think he's an NBA player, and I think he's good. Not like all-NBA-level player, but I think he's going to be like a solid role guy, three-point shooter, defender in the league. I think he's – I think you – like someone's going to take him in in the 20s, and they're going to be like, oh, shit, this is nice. You know what I'm saying? Like a value-type pick. And we're going to do a bunch of mock drafts yeah, around yeah, the time the there's NBA draft happens. There's, there's honestly a lot of guys I want to talk about because there's a lot of guys from the G, the G League that I think are legit. Like Jaden Hardy, I think he's legit. I think he's going to be good. Mm-hmm. Another guy that I think a lot of people are sleeping on, which I would love for the Bulls to get, is Nikola Jovic. Jovic. Oh, from uh, Serbia. S- yeah, from Serbia. I, he, he's he's literally Nikola Jokic 2.0. Literally. When's he going to – so he's this year's class? Yes. Yep. And this one, I'd I'd cry. This one, this one has them going. Him going to the Bulls at twenty. I would I would legitimately shit my pants. I think I think he's legit. I think he's going to be good. Um, another guy that people are sleeping on because he went to Milwaukee is Patrick Baldwin. He was the number one recruit in the country. Went to go play for his dad, so he didn't get a lot of the uh, national spotlight like he should have. Yeah. If he would have went to, I think it was like between like Kansas and Kentucky. I think he's legit. I think he's really good. It has him going to. Golden State at 27. Good lord. A guy I like to point guard Kennedy Chandler from Tennessee. I, I, I would love him in Dallas. I think he fits Dallas really well. Especially if they, for some reason, try to get rid of Jalen Brunson, which would obviously be stupid. But you can't never have enough good like mm-hmm. point guards or guards. So I'd love him in, in Dallas. Yep. There's just uh, there's a lot of guys in this draft that I really want. I, it's, it's, it's a really good... It's a really good draft. I think this draft is loaded. There's even like people in the second round that I think are deserving of a first round look. Um, it is. It's. It's loaded. Um, and I'm excited. 
because, like, I mean, I think E.J. Liddell should go in the first round, but this one hasn't been going in the second. Like, Yeah, Liddell's going to be – I think he's a solid pro. And I think he's going to be a solid – he has the, the he's good defensively. He has an elite mid-range game, can step out, hit the three, and it has a post game. Like, man. I don't know if he'll be able to hit the NBA three, but he's definitely going to have a mid-range type game. And he can – and his just athletic frame is ridiculous. Yep. I agree. Like he's not like a true big sized guy wise, but he definitely is a dude that can can defend well because of his athleticism. Like there's a lot of guys in the first round. Like really, they're going like Blake Wesley from Notre Dame. He, in my opinion, okay, he, I, he did nothing. Like I think he's a good bucket getter. Dude, but he did nothing to like. I love Blake Wesley. Really? Now listen, I think he, I like. I love his first name. It's a great name. Great name. Yeah, you you have it on the Mount Rushmore names. But like I I I don't know. I'm very iffy on him. Like no, I, he's I just, he is what I like to say. What they look like, brother. Let me tell you this. I think he could really benefit from coming back for a year to fine tune his game up some more. Because Blake, hear me out. I think he could have like National Player of the Year type shit at Notre Dame if they were good enough. Like he's that level. Of, he's an All American type guy. I I don't mind him wanting to come out and go to the, and test the NBA waters now. He's he is he's really good. Yeah, there's he's he's probably one of my ten favorite guys in this draft. There's uh, like two other players I've I've honestly never heard, of, so I don't know if they're good. This guy, his name's Orlando Robinson from Fresno State. Never heard of him. He's going in the first round. Jalen Williams from Santa Clara. Never heard of him. He's going in the first round. Like there's like there's some guys that I like uh, Jeremy Soshin. Oh, oh my God! I've, 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 I've never, I've never heard of him, dude. He is another one of those like, okay, so Sohan is more of a so Blake Wesley is a wing. Uh, You've seen Wesley play though in Notre Dame, right? Yeah, yeah. So he's a wing and a bucket getter. You mentioned that Sohan is like going to be kind of a a a three slash four who can occasionally step out and hit the three, but he's a bruiser. Blake, he he can he can guard NBA players today. I'm telling you that right now. If the Memphis Grizzlies somehow fucked around and got him, Jeremy Sohan, Sohan I would be hyped. For example, this one has him Fucking going. To, this hype. one has him going to the Timberwolves. That uh, even that because that's like a spot they don't really have. They don't have like that four that can. He he's a legitimate winning NBA player. I think. I'm sorry, I laughed. I want to give you the reason why I laughed. I told you that the Thunder needed to draft centers. Yeah. Uh, this mock draft has them taking Chet Holmgren, mm-hmm. uh, Jalen Duran, uh, Walker Kessler. <laughs> what? And this guy named Ismail Kamagati from France, who's six, who's six, six eleven. So I just laughed because they literally in this one they have them taking all four centers. So they have them. Get, do they have? <laughs> they them? have them taking three NBA caliber centers, and I just thought it was. Funny. Do they have them trading all of them next year to get Vic Wembanyama number one? The future goat. That's who we should. That's who we should tank for. Absolutely, <laughs> wherever he goes, bro. Dude, the thing is, everyone in the league is now so good that it's going to be hard to actually, actually tank. Unless you're like fucking Portland, right? Like, what other tanking level teams are there in the NBA? I mean, that's it. Mean, I mean, I think the Rockets. The Rockets if, are if still going to be in that world. Top three. I mean. That's the thing, like, you got, so you have Orlando, who I think they're going to be a l- little bit better next year, especially if they get Jaden Ivey Pistons. I think all the teams are well-balanced besides Portland. I think Portland is just. <laughs> they're po- dog shit. They're, they're bad. They're terrible. Uh, But outside of that, every other team's like, it's just, they're not terrible. It's just the other teams are just better. Yeah. All right, let's pull, real quick last wrap this thing up. That was some nice. Yeah, week. I got friends waiting, so uh, we improvised that, and that was good. Yes, we did. Let's play some best case, worst case stuff. Okay. Uh, with some NBA seeding teams, I want to start with your boys, the Brooklyn Nets. 
I've fallen off the horse again with them. And it's only mainly because they're not getting Ben Simmons back and they just give up a bajillion points a game. Um, they can win a playoff series, though, which is interesting. And then if I you am, get hot, you get hot. I I I am at that point to where I'm with you now. I feel like the Bucks game kind of stole your stole your the soul. Re- a the reason bit. I realize that is because I literally saw Kevin Durant and Kyrie both drop forty and had both had thirty at halftime. They had sixty five points. Yeah, against when they played the Hawks on Sunday. Like you, you have your two star players are both dropping thirty, and your next closest player has two. I think. It's I, I hate saying this because we said this last year. I think here they can win a playoff series. I do. I don't see them getting past a first round. It depends on who they I get. think they can win a first round series. It just depends on who they draw. And that's what this game that is what this game is for. But the best case scenario for you and the worst case scenario. I think for they're you. more of a next year team when they get all like when they get Ben Simmons back, when they get Joe Harris back. It is but funny. But I hate it, saying that because I said we that last said that year. Last year, yeah. But no, you're right. You're I think right. I think this year they should just they'll they'll be a tough out because you have, I think, the best player in the world on your team. Um but I am off the train. I I I think Katie and Kerry can win a championship together. They just have to be healthy. They have to have their other pieces to be able to win. They cannot. They can't carry the team because we've seen it. It's just they can carry the team. There's, they just need yeah. another guy. There's they, too much fact. There's too much tape with this group where you have random games where you lose. Not and Atlanta and Charlotte are good, but you lose one-off yeah. games like Charlotte and Atlanta. Like Andre Drummond, I think is perfect for them. Where, I think Ben Simmons is perfect for them. They just have to be healthy and they have to be able to all be able to play together. Just like next year, I'm going to say this next year. If they can all stay healthy, they're one of my favorites next year. But that's if they can stay healthy. If not, they're not winning. So I say their best case scenario. Best case scenario, I think, is a first round win, second round loss. Well, we're talking matchup. So this is a matchup game. Matchup, best case case scenario. I don't think you're going to get it, but 76ers would be their best case scenario. You think so? Just because I don't think... See, the way the 7... I know it hasn't been against great teams, but the way I've seen the Sixers actually going at teams the last the last week um, and kind of being like... Obviously, Joel's going off because he's trying to win MVP, but there's a lot to play for with the seeding. I don't think they're necessarily too scared of... Joel's not scared of anybody. No. I'm obviously worried about the Harden thing. I think their best case scenario for a matchup in the playoffs is the Heat. Because you don't have to worry. I feel like they are very. The Nets are ridiculously bad on offense or on defense, but I don't think the Heat are the team you probably have to worry the least about averaging like 122 points a game in a series. Is that you know what I'm saying? Yep. I just that's I just, my reason. I say the 76ers for matchup pers- uh, purposes. I think the Bucks are a nightmare for them. I think they defend too well. That's my worst matchup is the Bucks. Um, if they play the Bucks, Giannis is going to average 42, 10, and I th- like I think in order from best to them. from best to worst, I think it goes 76ers, Heat, Celtics, Bucks would be my in my order. I, they don't want to play the Celtics or Bucks in my opinion. I think those would be their worst. I could see them getting swept. I, Katie's good for one. So yeah, yeah, I, yeah. they're not going to get swept. I think any team they play th- they're going to give hell. I think if they get the 76ers, I could see it going seven, probably six. But if they get the Bucks or Celtics, five. It's not going past five. Katie will get you, Katie and Kyrie will get you one. Mm-hmm. But uh, but those are your worst nightmares. Damn, you put you put in one podcast. You put Tatum over Durant on an All NBA team. 
We had the Jaron Jackson moment. Uh, you you showed hella love to DeAndre Ayton, and you come around on the Nets. What happened? A week, a week and a day. What happened to you? Watched a lot of basketball. You, you have uh, you're back, bud. I know. Our playoff podcast next Monday is going to be or whatever. Yeah, no, is going to be lit for pre- previews. Okay, Grizzlies. I don't think this is the best and or worst case. I feel like this is a like either way. You're in a shitty spot here because the. Let's be real, Blake. On a scale of one to ten, how shocked would we be if either the Pelicans or the Spurs won two games to get to the eight seed? We'd be pretty fucking stunned, right? Um, Pelicans. It it depends. I've from a legitimate source, Zion is more likely to come back than not. If they get Zion back, I could easily see them winning too. Yeah, but the Clippers might have fucking Kawhi next week. I don't think. They st- at least got I've, Paul George. I've though. had, I've had, I've seen more leg on Zion coming back than Kawhi. They got Paul they George. Just back got, at they just got. Hey, they that also, they also just got Norman Powell back. I, he, did, he he plays tonight. Shit that matters. Yeah, <laughs> shit that matters. Zion put up twenty eight and eleven on seventy percent shooting. <laughs> this is true. But if they don't get Zion back, I don't see either of those teams doing it. Okay, so my my. Like, the Grizzlies, I feel like, are in a shitty spot because at the seventh seed, you're either going to play the Timberwolves, who I think I'm caught up in a thing here with them. I put them as best because I'm the Grizzlies, were they were there last year. So I feel like against a team in the Wolves who have never really experienced it, I know D'Lo has, but that he was on a team that did lose in five. He also and, carried them, though. And it was such a, it was a while ago. He also did carry He them. was their best player, yes. Him and Jared Allen. Uh, but I just... So there's a world... There's two worlds that exist. The Timberwolves take the Grizzlies to seven, and it's a wild series. Or the games are close, but the Grizzlies beat them in five. You know what I'm saying? Like, those are the two worlds we live in. And then the worst, I feel like, oh, God. Hi, here's Norman Powell. Here's Paul George back. Here's Kawhi back. And you have to play the – you're the Grizzlies. If they get Kawhi back, that the, is the worst matchup. I just don't – I don't think Kawhi is playing. I really – I really don't. Okay, but either way, like, the Clippers back and, like, kind of figured – like, they're back back without Kawhi, though. It's basically the roster that was six wins away from a title last year. I also saw them get – Doused by just Luca, twice. You talking about last season? Yeah, but again, they were six months away from the title. Like, what do you like? What's your point here? Luca douses everybody. They were up three one dog against who? The Mavs? No, not last year. Two years ago, but the year before that, you were talking about the bubble. They were up. It was two two two. And then they won their last two, and the they were down three two against the Mavs last season and came back to win because Kawhi was God mode. Yeah, that, I I just I don't I don't. It's I'm not saying that they would beat the Grizzlies. I'm saying it would be tough. I'm saying worst case scenario for the Grizzlies. All right, we'll move on. Yeah, that didn't move the needle. Boston. I feel like best case for them. Best case for them is they draw the Bulls. The Bulls or the Nets, just because you mentioned the Nets. They're not going to be scared of the Nets at all. They're going to be able to guard them to an extent. Obviously, Durant and Irving and whatnot, they're going to be able to do their thing. 
But they're going to be able to frustrate Kyrie. Tatum's not going to be afraid to go at Durant. And I don't think they're going to be able to stop them enough. Yep. And the Bulls, obviously, I just feel they're going to have the most. They don't want to play. They would rather play them than any of the other options, potentially, uh, for them in this position. And that would be if they were the fourth seed and they played Toronto. Mm-hmm. That's my worst case scenario for them. I agree. I have nothing left to say about that. I completely agree. And it's because they would play the style of we can guard every position, we can slow the pace down to where you just have you don't have to touch the ball as much. And I feel like that's the type of style to beat the Grizzlies, to beat the Celtics. Uh, the last one I have down here, if there was any other ones you had on top of your head, but we're covering them all here. But the Warriors, best case Utah. I feel like it'll be a mental thing if they played the Jazz. Like, Jazz, they wouldn't have to worry about anything. And then the worst case would be Denver. I think Jokic would light their ass on fire. What do you think? The uh, Warriors? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that is definitely your worst case scenario. And the Jazz are like a, the Jazz are like down 2-0 away from being imploding. And I think if the Jazz, whoever the Jazz draw in the first round the, are going to be like my, that, it's going to be gone. My thing for the Warriors it's a little bit of both. The Nuggets are your worst, but best case scenario all at the same time. Your worst because Jokic is going to destroy you. But you were thinking they won't have the firepower to keep of, up? But outside of Jokic, I don't know if they have enough power to stop Jordan Poole, Clay, Steph, Jonathan Kuminga. But it's Steph. Well, Kuminga's Even been, Clay, Clay Thompson has been amazing the last week. Kuminga's like, been kind of relegated to the bench lately. For I get it, but I also don't get I, it. I get it because Clay has been really, really good. I'm a huge Jordan Poole guy, by the way. Jordan Poole's fantastic. But I, Steph I, freshly I, coming back from the injury. I think it's the best slash worst case scenario. It just depends on... It's bad because Jokic is going to piece them Eviscerate up. them. Uh, he's he's going to destroy them. But I just don't know if they'll have an, the enough fire... Which they could. They could easily have enough firepower. Just because Jokic is amazing. Mm-hmm. But, and they guard. They're really and, good defensively. And they're really good defensively. It's just... It it's best and worst case scenario. That literally, if you ask me what's the best and worst case scenario for the Warriors, it's literally the it's the Nuggets. I do think the best though is the Jazz. I feel like they would big brother little brother them in a series. I re- the Jazz the 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 Mavs and the Warriors are both I think trying to now. I granted I think the Mavs would be able to handle the Nuggets way better than the the, the Warriors would be, but I do think that the they're both both of those teams are trying to angle their way to play Utah. <laughs> One question. This is off subject. What do you know about Brandon Murray from LSU? Uh, good two guard, a high level defender, solid shooter. Did he just commit to Illinois? Um, no, his decision is Monday, but Illinois is his top three. Yeah, he was one of the guys they were going after. I didn't know anything about him, so it was off subject. He's he's yeah he's a he's a off guard for them, high high level defender, lengthy, can shoot the ball pretty well. Will be interesting to see how Brad uses him, but I really like the Illinois curve of fucking getting the transfer portal, getting these guys that are lengthy players, like bigger guys that can guard, sacrificing. Like I think that's okay for them to sacrifice outside game and scoring to be able to go at players that are geared like that, geared like a TJ Shannon. Um. So I'm excited for what the the world holds for the Illini. Who are his other two? Georgetown and Tennessee. Interesting. I think he's probably going to come 
But I think if we get him, they take us out of the Terrence Shannon. The Ter- the TJ Shannon race? But, I mean, he virtually does what TJ Shannon does. Just a little bit less. Just a little bit less, so. Yeah, I'm interested. I'm trying to f- – I'm. I still think it's Illinois and Kentucky for TJ Shannon. I just don't know – He's ever since he went like literally twelve hours after they lost to Duke, he hit the portal, and we haven't heard shit about it since. Other than like him and us in Kentucky were the two. That's why. I've, that's why I've been saying you know it's us in Kentucky because there hasn't been anybody else linked to him. I'm about ninety nine point nine nine. Actually, I lied. I'm a hundred percent like unless something bananas happens, Illinois either by Friday or Monday are going to have Sky Clark on their roster. Uh, that is pretty much about as signed, sealed, and delivered as you can get. Yep. The question now is, will Kofi come back? You would think, because the word since everything has been happening was he's been trying to kind of super team a por- put a super team together through the portal. So you got to feel like a lot of this stuff is on him trying to go out and talk to these guys to come to Illinois. So I do feel like him leaving at this point would be a little bit shocking. I won't lose sleep over him leaving uh, because we have so much. The style of play we're going to have next year is going to be a lot catered to the style of guys we have if Kofi's not there. Look at like how Texas Tech plays. Look at how Texas is going to start playing with Chris Beard. Like I really think we're going to kind of transition to a level of play like that, which I think can win at a higher level than what we've seen Illinois do the last few seasons. Which, granted, Illinois is a high-level winning team. It's just to take that next step, I think you have to to, to to go outside the box a little bit. Play like a Kansas. Play like a Texas Tech. Play like a Texas. I'm not just trying to say play like a Big 12 team. I'm just saying look at their styles of play. Yeah, no, I get It's you. different. It's yep. different. All right, brother. All right. some good shit. Yes, sir. All right. It was fun, everybody. Thanks for having me. We'll see you next week. Our playoff picture, baby. So next week we'll pretty much break down every playoff team. Um, They'll have the matchups out by then, right? It, we'll have the seeds. No, because the play. So you'll have the se- you'll have the seed. We will. You'll, you'll have because we'll have the play in. So we, we'll be, yeah. We'll we be will. Good. We will do that. We will drop the pod before the play in tournament happens. Cool. Yep. But uh, yeah, and then after that, it's just going to be cherry picking days after games and stuff, or like before games and talking about stuff. So, all right, brother. Sounds good. We'll see y'all. It's been fun. Yes, sir. All right. Shout out to Blake as always. He's juiced. He brought it today, man. Some of the stuff that we had was great. Thank you all for listening. Follow us on uh, Twitter. Uh, Follow me on Twitter, Joe the Show 365 and Joe the Show QCSN. You can also follow the show on any platform that has uh, that you get your podcast, Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes or whatever. iTunes. Amazon Music, the whole nine yards. Follow us on uh, Twitter at FFSQC uh, FFSQC, um, to get all the good stuff. Shouts to Blake as always. This has been the Educated Ignorance Podcast, live from the game room where game is discussed. And remember, folks, if you ain't got the game, best pass the sticks. Enjoy the weekend of basketball, the final weekend of the regular season. We'll see you next week for the playoff preview. We are out. Peace.